Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host, Chad Owens. Happy Wednesday, midweek peak of the week. We're all in our groove. Uh, we've got so much to talk about here in the world of sports. Um, something iconic, legendary, historic happened last night, and I cannot wait to talk about it. But before we get into it, I want to say mahalo to Long's Drugs for all of their support of the show. Let's continue to support local and making Long's Drugs a part of our days. Let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. Wow. I talked about it. Iconic, historic, legendary. And I'm talking about the king. The king of kings. right? LeBron James just surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to be the NBA's all-time scoring leader. Most points ever by any player. And he is not done. He's just 38 years old. He's got at least three more years in him. I'm saying so he can eclipse the 40,000 point mark, right? They're talking about, can he get to 50,000? That would be absolutely insane. And so, you know, and I just think it's, it's fitting, man. He's doing it as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you know, that's who Kareem played for. The Lakers organization itself is very historic. It's one of those franchises in sports um, that's just so popular. Uh, it's talked about, and um, yeah, I just think it's, it's an unbelievable thing that we, right, in our lifetime, got to witness LeBron James, right, over the last 20 years. He's been in the NBA for 20 years, and uh, yeah, we've watched his journey. And I'm pretty sure back then, when Kareem broke the record, they said, this, ain't, this will never be broken. Well, it happened. And, you know... How did it happen? Well, 20 years, right? LeBron James, 20 years, longevity, right? That's one of the reasons. Health. LeBron James, you know, has been relatively healthy his entire career. Hasn't had any, like, major setbacks, major injuries, you know, because he spends a, a, a million dollars a year on his body, right? From massage to uh, whatever he does for his body, Treatment-wise, he spends $1 million a year to make sure that he's in uh, you know, peak performance, tip-top shape year-round. And that's the type of dedication that it takes. And he is, you know, one of the greatest, he is the greatest scorer now of all time. And if you watch LeBron play from the time he got into the league, he's just been a dominant force, a dominant presence. He can go to the basket at any point, at any point in the game. He can go and get two. But what makes LeBron special, he is the most complete basketball player that we've ever seen. He also ranks top five overall in the NBA in assists, career assists. Right? So when you when you you're able to do that, when you attract so much attention, you know, two, three guys converge on you, somebody is gonna be open. And that's what makes LeBron James special. And on top of that, to me, this is the icing on the cake. What he does off the court in the communities, you know, he's got his school, things that he's just giving back. It's just, um, it's amazing to see. LeBron James is sort of that iconic sports star that, 
you, you should want your kids to emulate, right? How he is, how, how he conducts himself uh, in interviews, how he conducts himself in the public, how he plays the game, all of the above, right? So there's a reason why LeBron James was blessed with what he has and what he just accomplished. So with that, congrats to the king. Um, hey, there's more work to be done, though. There's more work to be done. I know he still wants to win another championship. I know one of his goals is to be able to play with his son, Bronny James, which could be just a, you know, a couple years away. So that's going to be exciting. Um, but yeah, congrats to the king, the NBA's all-time leading scorer. That's right, the football buzz is back in Manoa as our University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior football team is in spring ball right now. So we've got a few stories highlighting them. This first one is talking about them boys up front, right? Where, 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 where it all starts, right? Our offensive linemen. And Steven Side writes that although we lost a lot of key players, starters, um, that really held it down, held it together, we have... Some experience, we got things that are returning that's going to help us, you know, take it to the next level now that we're running the run and shoot. Co-offense coordinator and offensive line coach, the son of the great Jesse Sapolu, Roman Sapolu, uh, said that he had consulted with former offensive line coaches, Coach Mike Cavanaugh and Dennis McKnight, who both were in the run and shoot system uh, here at the University of Hawaii with Coach June Jones uh, and myself. While I was here, Coach Cav was uh, the, the O-line coach. Let me tell you, he, out of all my teams I've been on, he's one of the best O-line coaches that I've seen go to work and demand the very best out of them big boys up front. Uh, but, but that's kind of what, what we're doing, right? Coach Sapolu is, you know, he went out on his own to, to seek that knowledge because in this offense, it's all about the details. Yeah, the runner shoot offense, there's a lot that goes into the the quarterback and the receiver, right? That's talked about a lot. Them boys up front aren't talked about a lot, but they've got a specific job to do as well in the protection because it is a lot of pass game, right? So that communication has to be as detailed as the, as the receivers running routes. Everyone needs to be on the same page. And, you know, I talked about the experience. Yeah, we lost some guys up front, but what's, what's, what's great about this is that it's not a bunch of, you know, guys that, that were learning th that system that need to now reconfigure their brains to try to learn this whole new system, right? We got returnees, guys that got some playing time last year, but this is a fresh start for everyone. This is an there's competition right across the line. So they're going to be studying their butts off because this offense, it's about who knows what to do, right? It's about who can get the job done. And so that's what the coaches are harping on. And I'm glad that, you know, Coach Sapolu reached out to those that have been there, done that, and are bringing that to, uh, you know, this year and this new look offense. Coach Sapolu wasn't the only one that went out and got some run and shoot experience uh, help. Our own quarterback, Braden Shager, had a chance over the Christmas break to work with Coach Schmood, Schmood, as they called him. Coach Dan Morrison was the QB coach, uh, you know, at UH while I was there with Coach June Jones. And Coach Morrison is, he's that guy. He understands the offense. He understands the drops. He understands the reads. And that definitely helped Braden 
sort of get a leg up, get a, a base understanding of what is expected from the QB position. Right? It is, there's a lot of different details. The drop is different. It's not your typical drop. Um, the ball needs to come out on time. Everything is timing. Right? Receivers, quarterback, you know, it, it's it's all on time. And the biggest benefit to this run and shoot offense that and I'm speaking from experience that I learned as a receiver is being able to identify coverages. Because when you line up, right, I'm trying to identify how many safeties are out there. You know, what's this corner to my near side doing? What's the corner on the back side doing? Then you get a, a, a little pre-snap read is what it's called. Because in the run and shoot offense, the route you run is dictated by the defenses and what they're doing. That's what's special about it. So all you defenses out there, right, you, you're never right. Because we're going to be where you're not. You know, it's adjustments on the fly. And that's the biggest thing. And that's why Braden has a leg up. Coach Schmood, Schmood got him right. And now in the spring ball, I'm pretty sure. And again, I, I mentioned this. I worked with these guys over the last month, Right? A few, a few, a few uh, sessions out there in the field, just to, just the players, receivers, quarterbacks, and they're getting it. All right, they're getting it. You can tell they're starting to understand it. And the more they do it, the more they rep it, the more they see it. And that's why spring ball is so crucial for these boys. Is because you got to see the defense. You got to feel the coverage. You got to feel the defenders, you know, and the receivers feeling in those zones, running away in mans and, and things like that. So. Experience goes a long way, and the more mental reps you can get, the more coaching, the more film, the more times you can get out there and do it, the more it's going to help you. So uh, I'm excited for this. All right, Coach Schmood, um, thank you for getting Braden, you know, some knowledge, some base foundation. Now it's up to Braden and the rest of the quarterbacks and the receivers to continue to work day in and day out to get better because this offense is built to score points. It's built to lead the nation in receiving and passing. That's what it's built to do. So let's get it. And to wrap up this uh, University of Hawaii Rainbow Warriors segment, talking about the run and shoot, Dave Reardon has an article in today's Honolulu Star Advertiser um, talking about just that, that we're bringing it back and just, uh, you know, the second time in five years that we're, we've went back. I'm not going to use the word resorted to, Right. We went back to the run and shoot. The thing that's, that, that's been most successful for our University of Hawaii football teams in our program, you know, over the past number of years. Okay, so Timmy Chang, head coach, knows that. That's what he, he has done throughout his whole high school career. That's what he did in college. That's what we did together in college. So he knows that. And quoted, Coach Chang said, it was just awesome to see the footballs just flying around out there uh, on day one of spring ball because that's what you see. At a run-and-shoot practice, it is rep after rep after rep, pass after pass after pass after pass, route after route after route after route because that's what it takes to become in sync with each other. QB, receiver, same page, same time, rep after rep after rep after rep, and you start doing it in your sleep. You start doing it in your sleep. You start visualizing. And, and it's, I'm telling you, 
you, the fans, you guys already know. Because you guys have lived through the run and shoot era. You guys know the type of excitement, right? Hey, with, Co- with Coach Jones, with myself and Timmy, and then, you know, Colt Brennan and all, all, all of them boys and what they did. You know, hey, Bryant Moniz, like they, they were running the system and scoring points and winning. And that's what this is about. That's, that's, that's Coach Timmy Chang's number one goal is to bring back the winning tradition and doing it the way we know how and through the run and shoot. And, you know, I know we're going to do, be doing something a little different because we have tight ends on the roster. All right, we're going to be utilizing them here and there, I'm assuming. I don't think that's going to be our bread and butter, but it will cause teams to have to honor a possible run, which we've got some talented running backs, right, as we showed last season. So there's a reason to be even more excited for the Timmy Chang era in year two. Um, spring ball, and they're fired up out there. They're getting it done. They're flying around. There's excitement. And although we're a little bit early, right, because T.C. Ching is going to be renovated to 15000 so we need all of you to be excited about that as well. we got to have that stadium packed. 15,000 fans on campus in that, in that stadium, in that setting, it, it, it could feel like 30-plus thousand Aloha Stadium. It can. So let's bring it. Let's rock T.C. Ching, and um, let's get excited, man. The run and shoot is back. Let's go, Bows. All right. We're on the topic of football. University of Hawaii, uh, Rainbow Warrior football, lots going on there, exciting times. But I know a lot of you football fans are gearing up for the big game, right? And probably going to be betting with friends, family, some way you're going to try to make some money right, off the game, in the quarters, the blocks. There's all sorts of different games. This is a crazy, crazy stat. They're saying one out of five uh, American adults are going to be putting some, betting some kind of wager on the Super Bowl. Right? And they're saying it's, all of that money is totaling, right? Ready for this? Around $16 billion. But here's what's interesting. Only one billion, yeah, only one billion. A billion dollars is still a lot of money. One billion dollars of that 16 is going to be performed the legal way through casinos, uh, you know, legal apps, fan duels, and, and things like that. The remaining 15 billion, yeah, it's those friendly wagers through bookies, the games, blocks, whatever. 15 billion dollars of, I guess you want to call it illegal gambling. Or wagers or bets. Um, hey, that's what the Super Bowl does. It provides an opportunity for people to double up or triple up uh, in, in some way. So, look, um, I'm not a betting man. I'm not, I, I rarely, I, I don't even know if I've ever bet on the Super Bowl. But if you do, <laughs> keep it simple. Keep it minimal. Um, because I would just hate for you to lose the house you know, trying to go too big. But I'm just going to say this. If, if, you're, if you guys are betting people out there, I got the Eagles winning, and I know a lot of these pools and things, there's so many layers when it comes to betting. You can bet who's going to score the first touchdown. Who's going to get the first first down? Who's going to get the first catch? Right? How many rushing yards? How m- it's endless of what you can bet on 
But I'm going to go, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win by the score of 28 to 17. 28 to 17, Eagles are going to win. Um, that's my final score. Take it, whatever you want to do with it. 28 to 17, Philadelphia Eagles over the Kansas City Chiefs. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in with me here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. We're in our groove, got the momentum, and, uh, you know, we can kind of see the weekend. We're almost there talking about sports, talking about football, talking about the Super Bowl. I know everyone's excited. I know you're all going to Best Buy, purchasing a brand new TV. You're going to return it the next day after the Super Bowl. I know all those those things happen. (laughs) But anyway, look, nonetheless, man, finish the week off strong. I'm going to see you guys come Aloha Friday.